The following story contains adult themes and depictions of violence and trauma. This podcast is not for children. Please be advised. I rose at dawn, as every maid was supposed to today. Today was the 28th day of Sevilla, the day of Prince Zane's birthday ball. I sat up in my bed in the maid's quarters. I had moved back and readjusted to them a week after the entire ordeal. Actually, there were many things I had to readjust to in the passing month. Amisha was gone. That same night, she moved away to Sayeda to study medicine in the Willow's Rash. It's an amazing opportunity for her, but I can't help but admit that I'm lonely. The head maid position was entrusted to Cynthia, Amisha's younger sister who has been working here since she was a teenager. I talk to her most these days. Jacob, my love hasn't spoken to me at all. It's heartbreaking to see how easily he can avoid me. If I wait by his bedroom door, he somehow doesn't return to his room that night. I never see him in the dining hall, and he passes me by with no regard on his patrols. I don't know what this means. I was never prepared for the scenario where a man who you've been with for months... A man who's gifted you a ring, taken you to so many places, disappears from your life in just a few days. Anyways, the ball. Every maid has to work the ball. We've been cleaning floor to ceiling, and today is the day where it all must come together. Lillian, letter came for you. I haven't been expecting any letters. Perhaps it could be from Amisha? Oh, the royal seal. Definitely not from Amisha, then. My dearest Rilianne, I'm sure you are aware that tonight is my 27th birthday ball. I would be nothing but pleased if you decided to partake in the festivities as well, which is why I'm extending a formal invitation to you. I understand that you may not have the appropriate attire for an event like this, So, I've made arrangements for you. Return to the guest room you stayed in earlier this month at noon. I hope that tonight can be an evening of enjoyment and relaxation for you. You deserve it the most. Zane DeMonte I was invited to the ball? I don't know the first thing about formal events like these. The most I know of dancing is the simple village folk dances I learned as a child. Still, it's so kind of Zane to invite me. I wouldn't want to offend him. Also, going to this royal ball is a once in a lifetime opportunity for a girl like me. Something that I could only dream of as a child. I was curious about the arrangements he's claimed to have made for me. I suppose I'll see them at noon. (laughs) I rubbed my eyes, looking at the drawn-out layout of the castle once more. The layout of the castle was quite complex. The halls could feel endless with turn after turn. The balconies were plentiful. The aestheticism was admired by many. I just had to make sure there were no breaches nor cracks for any to slip through. 
I wouldn't be able to forgive myself if anything went wrong today. Come in. Coffee? You read my mind. I've been up all night. I just wanted to look over the plans one more time. Don't you think we've been fixating on this too much? We've gone over every possible scenario. We've practically put the castle on lockdown. I know. It's just that something seems off. I just have this feeling that something is going to happen. There can't be any issues, and with a highly populated event like this, there's bound to be issues. We can handle issues, Sayoko. There's never been an issue with any of the other balls. Why are you worried about this one specifically? You know why. It was only four months ago when there was an assassination attempt on the prince. Yes, but Yuri is dead. It doesn't change the fact that he was a traitor! He was a traitor under my ranks! I always thought he was odd, but I never suspected him to be a traitor. And he almost killed the prince. You can't possibly blame yourself for that. It would have been odd to suspect him. He'd been dedicated to the crown for years. Even the king had trusted him. So I'm going to be cautious, and we're going over the details one last time. Understand? Of course, Captain. It felt odd, walking away from work like how I was. I was invited by the prince, so I shouldn't get in trouble. Should I? Oh! You must be Mademoiselle Rillianne! We were waiting for you! Her hands are really soft, but her nails need some work. Her hair is so long. We'll have to wash it, of course. While the bath is being prepared right now, it should be ready by the time we get there. I thought this was for dressing for the ball. <laughs> You're attending a royal ball, mademoiselle. You have to be looking your best if you don't want to stand out. The prince invited you himself, didn't he? Yes, he, he did. I suppose I'll go along with you. Perfect! Being pampered was strange. I felt like a child sitting in the bath while my hair was being washed. It reminded me of my mother, and how she used to massage my scalp with soap and would comb my hair straight until it dried. Private baths were a luxury few could afford. The water was warm and smelled of roses and lavender. I nearly wanted to fall asleep right then and there. They scrubbed the back of my neck and my elbows until they turned red. My nails were filed round and buffed until they shined. I tried to stay open about the entire thing. These women were practically my co-workers, yet they tugged and wiped at me in the bath anyways. They thought nothing of it. When I was pulled out and back into the room, they had me rub lotion all over myself and sit at the vanity. 
One woman sat behind me and started to part my hair. Are you braiding my hair for the ball? Only for now. I want your hair in curls and braiding it is the best option. The less hair in each braid, the quicker it will dry. I think red is best for her lips. It'll bring out the blue in her eyes. And gold for the eyes. It'll match the jewelry. Yes, that'll be perfect. After another 20 minutes, they told me that it'd be ideal if we sat on the balcony. They argued that my hair would dry faster with the wind and that the lighting for my makeup would be better. I argued that I didn't want to sit outside on a gloomy winter day with wet hair. They won the argument. Compared to the few items I had owned myself, the makeup being put on my face felt completely different. Some say that owning expensive items does not necessarily mean that the items are better in quality. Those people obviously must have been wrong. I felt like powdered gold was being rubbed on my face as smooth as butter softened in the sunlight. I had to spend nearly an hour looking at this woman's face. I tried to make a game out of it, counting each freckle. I always lose count at around 47, though. This petticoat is very... soft. I suppose we just try to put it on her the way we normally do? I think there's more than one. Oh, God, what is this dress? Is something wrong? Oh, it's nothing, mademoiselle. It's just that this dress is very... different. It must be custom-made. We're just going to have to take it one layer at a time, then. Isn't it strange? What is? This mortal shell. What about it? How can you feel an interior pain like this? It's a stress headache. I get them from time to time. Then what's stressing you out? Everything about this ball. Despite my father not being present, I shouldn't have to hold it if I do not wish to. Then why do you hold it? For my mother. She doesn't get to see that much in the tower on a daily basis. I want her to at least see how beautiful the castle is during the night. If it were up to me, I wouldn't hold it. There's no genuine reason to celebrate on a day like this. My birthday ball has been one of the most important events throughout Du Point. Royal fashion trends get picked up, people of high power come to be merry, and people come to witness the true Du Point experience. Whatever that means. Tonight is all about impressions for me. Creating alliances with newer villages, trading with different kingdoms for their goods, challenging anyone who dare oppose me. Goddess, it's like I'm wearing a mask. Wearing a mask like that makes me feel tired constantly. As if all of the energy that I've built up is immediately drained.
There's only one hope that I have for this party. I hope to see her. I hope that she isn't overrun by the vanity of the ball that she forgets about me. I wouldn't be surprised if she did. It's difficult to live a life like mine. I can't force people to willingly bend to my will without repercussions. I just want to see her warm smile. That's enough to keep me content for the entire night. <laughs> okay, you know what? This is unacceptable. I'm getting the designer. So, what exactly is the problem with the dress? Hmm, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it before. I think we may be missing pieces of it. How strange. Oh, but you shouldn't have to worry about it at all, mademoiselle. This is all going to be settled before sunset hits. I'm not worried. I know you're simply doing your job. At least I can help with this. She had opened the box to reveal a set of jewelry. A pair of emerald earrings and an emerald on a golden chain necklace. Each gemstone was shaped like a teardrop. Oh my. That's gorgeous. It's very simple for nobility standards. But I always thought that simplicity has its own kind of beauty. I looked at my hands. The pearl ring Jacob had given me weeks ago glinted in the lantern light. Would I be able to wear this as well? Hmm. It isn't going to match the other pieces. However, it's small enough that I think it'd be unnoticeable. Besides, I couldn't stop you if I wanted to. I always took such care of this ring. I made sure to keep it clean and dry, and I've worn it every day since. It's my own piece of Jacob to protect. Amazing. Thank you. I just don't know how this dress is supposed to work. Are we missing a bodice or some other piece? Ladies, you're putting too much thought into this. First of all, it's inside out. This dress is my newest work. It's a new type of dress, much simpler. After you put on the petticoats, you must slip the dress on like you would a tunic. You're kidding me. Ah! <sighs> Koyomi, this dress is very flowy. Good, that's what I was going for. I turned to the mirror and could finally take a nice look at myself. The dress was a shade of baby pink. Its layers were so soft and thin and nearly sheer. Yet there were so many that it gave the skirt volume. The sleeves hung loosely and off of my shoulders. I had never actually shown this much skin in public before. Oh, darling. You're beautiful. Th thank you, madam. 
I couldn't help but think about how expensive I looked. With my face painted on, jewels around my neck, and a lavish dress, I felt for just a second that I'd be able to fit in with the nobility. I'm hoping that it'll be true. Let me fix your hair, mademoiselle. It's dried nicely. I sat down at the vanity once more as she unraveled my braids. I could let myself relax for a moment as her fingers ran through my hair. The ball. Am I going to know anybody at the ball? Amisha told me she'd be there, that's good. Jacob should be there too, he should be working. I just want to know what happened between us. I'm not even sure if we still classify as a couple. Is he mad at me? Did I do something? Tonight, I'll talk to him. I'll make sure of it. Hopefully we can just put it all behind us. The ball will be in a few hours. Looking at my outfit, something about it looked different. It wasn't something that I would normally wear. White shin-high boots adorned with gold, dark cyan pants fitted with a golden belt. To top it off, a cyan jacket with golden epaulets and buttons, going for a regal yet whimsical look. I'm the one representing my family. to be a prince at this age. The guests should be arriving soon. I mustn't waste time. For I am Prince Zane of DuPont. Hey there, it's me again, and I just want to thank you so much for listening to Episode 7 of He Who Forsakes the Crown. First and foremost, I do want to apologize to you for this episode coming out a little late. We had some scheduling conflicts, but we are working that out right now. And episode 8 should be out on the 4th as according to plan. We actually have a couple things we want to post in December, so keep up with me. Now this one, we're going to need your help with. But if you didn't know, even though I talk about it all the time, episode 8 is actually the finale of the first act of He Who Forsakes the Crown. So that's the first 20 chapters of Hufsa, all in audio form in its full greatness. And that's a pretty big deal for us. And we wanted to celebrate by doing a little after show. So we're going to answer your questions. So we're going to need your help. We need questions. So you can get those to us. I think I'm going to make a post on Instagram where you can comment that. Uh, I'm also going to make a tweet or you can just tweet at us. Uh, add us at ch15studios or use the hashtag stanhufsa, that's S-T-A-N-H-W-F-C, uh, to ask us your questions. You know, you can ask us questions about uh, the production, about writing, about uh, 
any character things that need clarification, you know, uh, we're down to answer a lot of things and you'll probably get a really cool, bizarre answer because a lot of stuff went into this that we don't really get to talk about because when do you get the chance? So if all things go according to plan on that, I'm hoping that we can put that out on December 18th. If not, it really depends on how much questions we get because I will remind you again on the 4th and I'll post about it and all that stuff. And then on the 25th, I'm going to upload a fun little bonus episode for the holidays for you guys. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It's not really holiday specific, but it's a fun bonus episode. And I know you guys, so I know you'll like it because I know you and why would I not? I think I plugged all of our social medias with that whole spiel. Uh, but just in case I didn't follow us on Instagram, that's gonna be chapter 15 studios. 15 is always the number on Twitter. That's gonna be CH 15 studios and Tumblr. That's also chapter 15 studios. That's all I really have to say. I hope you're enjoying episode seven. We really appreciate all your support. Hope you send in some questions and I'll leave you to it. Thank you. Sunsets always arrived early in winter. I watched the sun go down myself from one of the large windows that encircled the ballroom. The ball has officially begun, meaning my day of work has as well. The room was lavish. The marble floors shined with polish and the reflection of the gargantuan chandelier that hung from the ceiling. Green foliage stood as pops of color amongst the cyan and golden walls. The perimeter of the room was lined with tables, each lit with a candle. On one end of the room was the orchestra, who played soft and subtle music as guests entered. Nobility and royalty from across the world flooded into the room. Each had to have their identity confirmed from the guards at each entrance. They were marked as arrived and would be noticed and kept track of to the best of the staff's ability. Prince Zane had opted for a much simpler entrance when the guests were at their fewest. It was so strange to see him standing on the floor, smiling and conversing with the guests. It was so unlike him, although I knew he didn't have much of a choice in the matter. He chatted with another man with tanned brown skin and long dark hair. He wore a golden coronet. I identified the man as Prince Vincent of Suvelia. Stop it, we're family. <laughs> they were obviously joking about something. Princess Iris and Prince Aspen of Kilahara. No. No, this mustn't be the case. The Kimuras weren't supposed to be invited to the ball. I haven't seen a member of the Kimura royal family in six years. What were they doing here? Iris Kimura looked much older than when I last saw her. From my recollections, I knew she'd be sixteen by now. I never really dealt with her much. She was a quiet child who tended to stay out of the way, 
It was how she had to be. Today she kept her posture firm and her head held high. Her older brother Aspen stood by her side. He was quiet and speculative, like he was aware of everything in the room. He had always been protective of his sister. He'd never allow her to go to an event like this alone. I shouldn't hold a grudge against the two. They've done absolutely nothing to harm me. Yet, seeing them invoked something instinctual in me. I wanted to run. I wanted to scream. I wanted to hide. So I took a broad stance. I turned my head away. And I took a deep breath. They aren't her. She isn't here. I'm not the person I used to be. I'm stronger. They made their way down the steps and made a beeline towards Zane. It's only customary to greet the prince. It's his ball, his home. I can't stand it. I'm only scheduled to watch him for another two hours. After that, I'll keep an eye on them. This is the worst possible scenario. I thought I'd be prepared for anything. Zane! Vincent, how are you? I'm doing amazing, your highness. Stop it, we're family. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the lavish party you have here. I tend to strive for excellence. As you should. To this day, this place always looks amazing. I try my best. It's strange to think that we were kids only a couple years ago. I try not to remember that period in time. Zane, you know I'm here for you. Always. I will be here any time that you need me here. Thank you, Vincent. I appreciate it. No need for thanks. We're family. So, Zane Elijah, have you found the one? Excuse me? Oh, you have? Vincente, keep your voice down. Right, right. Who is she? Is she coming to the party? What family is she from? Her name is really Anne. I invited her. I haven't seen her yet. Really, Anne? That's a very beautiful name. She's wonderful. So, have you made your move yet? My move? Are the both of you, you know, in a courtship? I can't say that I am, but... But? I have my eyes on her. I believe that we found the Lady of the Hour. She looks... divine. Her dark red curly hair. Those beautiful, deep blue eyes. The dark emerald jewelry against her pale skin. 
The blush dress made her look so... delicate. She looks like she descended down from the sunset. Wow. That's really Anne? Yes. You're a lucky man. I wouldn't call it luck. Then what would you call it? Fate. It looks busy. I'd hate to be working at this hour. I feel like I should find Zane first, to thank him. It's very kind of him to set something up like this for me. Peering through the crowd, I locked eyes with him. The crowd pushed past me and towards Zane. It may have been admirers, maybe even other royals. Either way, he looked displeased. But it makes sense. This is his ball. Amisha! Oh, goddess. Billy Han, you look absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Amisha. But you look way prettier. Oh, stop it. You're too kind. How was Sayetta? Your mother? Oh my goddess, really, Anne. It's gorgeous over there. Like I was telling you in my letter, I was starting to panic when we first arrived because the manor was so creepy. I felt like every portrait was staring at me. That's terrifying. But the townsfolk are very kind and honest. It's just... Fields and fields of green. My mother has been doing better. The fresh air is doing her some good, I think. Thank the goddess. So, how's Jacob? Oh dear, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have brought it up. No, it's okay. I actually want to talk to you about it. Well, let's go somewhere more private. Everyone listens here. What's going on between you and Jacob? He's still avoiding me. Still? I'm about to knock some sense into that boy. I don't understand what I did wrong. He's been purposefully avoiding me. He shut me out for his birthday. When I grabbed his wrist to talk to him in the hallway, he shook me off and I fell. He didn't even look back. Are you serious? Yeah. That boy is lucky to still be alive. If it were me, I would have killed him. That seems a little extreme, Amisha. It's only a joke. But really, why is he avoiding you? I don't know. I've been really frustrated about it for the past couple of weeks. It's not like him to act that way. With all my years working here, I've never seen him act like that. Did I do something wrong? What could you have done wrong, though? You're really sweet, really, Anne. You don't have a bad bone in your body. Maybe I've been taking up too much of his time, or I'm just really annoying to be around. Really, Anne, you know that's not true. You both seemed like the perfect couple at the time. I just don't understand why he's acting the way he is. I don't even know if we're still together. Really, Anne? I think it's safe to say that you aren't. 
But what if we still are? If the both of you were still dating, he'd be talking to you. But... my ring... He gave you a promise ring? Does it even mean anything anymore? Why would he give me the ring if he didn't intend to take things further? Are you sure you want to live life like this? Being ignored? I want to end things between us. I... Really, Anne? Amisha? What's wrong? I need you to hit me as hard as you can. Really, Anne? Come on now, there's no need to be like that. No, Amisha. What I'm going to say is going to shock you. And I need you to snap me out of it before I make a bad decision. What is it, really, Anne? I... I think I have feelings for the prince. <gasps> really, Anne? I should have hit you. See? Really, Anne? Oh, my goddess, I need water. What's wrong? Really, Anne, do you not know that the prince is fucking insane? No. He seems like a very calm, level-headed person. You weren't here for the Dark Ages of DuPont. Then tell me, how is he insane? He executed someone a couple months back. Didn't he try to kill the prince? Fair point. What do you see in him? I don't really know, but something about him makes my heart race. He's very tender with me. Oh, goddess, really, Anne. Amisha, I need your help. Yes? I need you to help me find Jacob. Good evening, Princess Iris. Prince Aspen. The pleasure is ours, your highness. Thank you for inviting us. I beg your pardon? Oh? We received this invitation from King Zareth whilst visiting. My signature. Forged. Oh, right. My apologies. I remember now. He's quite the strange man. And so he is. How is he, by the way? Actually, there's a few things I'd like to discuss with you. Privately. Very well. Please, follow me. There he is. What's the plan? We need to corner him in a spare room. So, what should I do? I'm going to hide in that room, and I need you to lead him there. Are you sure this is going to work? He can't run from me forever. Very well. Go hide. I'll be back soon. Jacob, I've been looking for you everywhere. 
Amisha, it's good to see you. Something wrong? I saw some drunken woman flying about. I think she's going to hurt herself. Dear goddess, where did she go now? I'll find her. We should keep her away from everyone in case she sobers up. Alright, I'll wait here. Jacob? You look... beautiful. Why? You caught me. That's not what I asked! Can you at least tell me why? I can't. Why can't you? I'm trying to protect the both of us. How are you protecting me? By avoiding me? By treating me like shit? Really, Anne, you don't understand. This is hard for me, too. How is this hard for you? All you had to do was tell me that you're done. I went through so much for you, but the most that you could do was abandon me. That's not true. Really? Where were you when I was getting harassed? Where were you when there was no one there for me? Where were you when I needed you the most? Really, Anne, you won't understand. Then save me the heartbreak and say it. I'm sorry, Really, Anne. I just don't think that we're right for each other. It's my fault. I rushed into things too quickly, and I've done nothing but hinder you. I'm sorry. I'm not the man you deserve. You deserve someone better. Someone who can tend your every need. Because I can't be that man. Please, don't cry. I'm not worth your tears. is an original audio drama written and produced by Chapter 15 Studios, starring Julia Orsborne as Willianne Duvon, Eric Smith as Zane DeMonte, and Chad Lynn as Seiko Kimi. Supporting roles by Levi Coulter as Aurelia, Ranger H. Fox as Argus, Renuzuki as Prince Vincent, Gauntlet Knight as Princess Iris, Michael Najman as Prince Aspen, Elissa Young as Amisha, Nick Richardson as Jacob, Zoe Absher as Cynthia, 
Glory Duda and Chara Lin as ladies in waiting, Sabrina May as Koyomi, and Andrew Bonilla as Reginald B. Announcer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of He Who Presents the Crown. We will see you again on December 4th. Goodbye.